0: What's up, rad dads? Welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast. Let's
1: rejoin the guys as they finish the interview of financial advisor Richard Letito. Listen to yeah. Me. yeah, slide one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what... oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know we one. <laughs> we'll skip that. Another investment uh, instrument that is life insurance: whole versus term. Do you have a preference? I have a preference towards the amount
2: because at the end of the day, or vice versa, standing there uh, at the untimely death, they're not going to care about what type it was, but they're going to care about whether it was the right amount or the wrong amount. So as long as you can get to the amount that will replace you, economically, not emotionally, but economically, then that, as long as you can afford it, whether it's term, whether it's whole life, permanent, or otherwise, it doesn't matter ensuring that you insure yourself and or your spouse at the correct amount
1: if you make a hundred grand a year right easy numbers what is the that you should be having life insurance
2: that's a great question that if god forbid something happened to you while you're crossing the road and your attorney is questioned to the person that ran you over (laughs) (laughs) right so if they're sitting there and saying how much uh, do you want for you know your client died you know how uh, Mrs. smith how much do you think we should ask for and what is she gonna say as much as we can ask i mean 15 and 20 times your uh earnings you should think about it you're gonna you're only losing what you make today but we're all young and we're losing the next 15 to 20 to potentially 30 years
0: of 50 50 to what 15, 15 to, 20. to 20 15 to 20 times you times
2: your earnings yeah
0: so I just want to admit something. Rich and I have known each other for, for many years. And I think I was his second, maybe even third client. So he, he asked me when I was 22, 23, possibly, if I wanted life insurance. So I, I jumped old life insurance. It's not only a whole life insurance, but it's also an investment as well. So I, there's, there's monies on the side.
1: So I had one, I cashed it out. And I'll tell you why. Was it an emergency tree? We had an investment property. And what ended up happening at the time, we were kind of strapped for cash, and we didn't have a tenant. We $2,500 mortgage a month, extra money to pay it. So instead of trying to figure out how to get that money, we pulled out that money to help pay it and bridge We literally got a tenant, like, the next month. And of course. Yeah. It, <laughs> we shut down, like, and I think I had that from the time I was 29, somewhere around right when I got married. And because I didn't know life insurance there was no point to it like there really wasn't well
0: speaking on that topic the, the next question one of the questions is should people consider life insurance age and what type
2: yeah it's, it's going to depend again on the situation we want to understand where you are in your life do you have uh, someone uh, to protect uh, you know god forbid if you don't wake up the next morning are your children, your wife, your spouse going to be able to survive financially without your? About the type, I care about handing the spouse a, a check for five hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, and unfortunately, I have had to have those conversations a few times with clients, and it makes that time, especially with younger families, that much easier to to know that there's money's going to be coming uh, from a permanent plan perspective. You want to, Jeanette, it is a non it's not an asset that's invested in the stock market but it is something that is always there uh, tax uh, deferred potentially and any of the saved monies on on the side. It's just another vehicle. We, we don't want to put all our arrows
0: in the same quiver we just want to have multiple quivers Actually my wife brought this up to me uh, the other day she wanted to know if we should, do life insurance for our kids. You know, you know my kids, 9, 10, and 11. People oh. typically getting life insurance for their kids? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It just depends what, on what type, whole term. It would be per uh, that point. So. whole. Yeah. Okay.
1: So uh, this is one of those things that I have, I don't know, I have almost an Italian like point of view is that like life insurance, something's going to go wrong. Ah, I
0: see what you're Right? So yeah. you're
1: asking for it to happen. Yeah. And for me, if, if something were one of my children and god forbid i i handle it like patrick did but if something were like were to happen in my, in my life like that i don't give a shit like like the money like or something like that or a million dollars from their passing like that's not gonna fix it that's no, not gonna sure. help me so the only thing that i would care about is all right i have to pay for, for the funeral i'll have that money there i won't be worried about that i just think like you're getting them a lock on you yeah, yeah like all i was going through my mind
2: the policies that we have done for young children are uh monies being set aside at a young death benefit i mean that's always like it's there as part of the policy of course um but it's for a certain money for them to have at 20 25 30 40 whenever i mean even 65 and just yeah. let them let it just there
1: so you're saying it's more, it's less about term and probably about whole from that perspective? From that perspective, yeah, because it would be about tax, uh, cash growth. It literally took me years to understand the difference between Can you, can you explain that?
2: Term is you're renting, leasing a period of time, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. And then after that period of time, you have nothing to show for it. If you haven't filed a claim against it,
0: you, you lost it. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, it is what it is. When you say fine, filing a claim against it. it you're dead, you now. Yeah, if you haven't died. <laughs> if you haven't died. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. That, when you file a claim against the policy. It's not like your you know regular well, car insurance. You're filing a claim because you got into an accident. You're filing a, a, a claim on your life insurance. You're, you're six feet under. Yeah. Or you're, your ashes, whatever. You're not. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Whereas a permanent policy, you can use it. uh, You can use cash values while you are still alive. You could take that money out of the policy for whatever that you want. And the permanent plan does offer that flexibility to say that we want to take the money out and just either let it go, put it back in, or, uh, uh, you know, save it for some time in the future and then take it that time. Or it offers that opportunity to say that we can do multiple different avenues with those types of plans.
0: So knowing what you know, about financial planning. If you had the to travel back in time, would you change how you structured your finances or how, how you've invested?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would have been in this situation to, to save more earlier um, and just controlled my budget earlier. I didn't know what I know now about the budget and uh, making lifestyle choices versus receiving. And, and there has to be a balance. Tell my clients to save as much as you can and have no lifestyle now that's not fun that's not like I enjoy that but you can't do the other way as well you can't live life now all in now and have nothing future and or an emergency so you got to find that balance that works for you and me. Um, And that's really what i always uh hit home for my clients is to have them understand that and under you know they're the debt of the credit card we don't want to uh, go down and if we do if you're already there let's Build a plan. Let's put together a plan to get you out of those situations situation where we can start saving monies. Um, but, you know, as, as dad and, and looking at my kids, I try to have them really the money and what we as parents have to go through to and put those monies in our bank accounts. It comes at a cost and that cost is usually time in the family and time not with them. And the time with them on vacation is paid for through money and through our hard work understand, uh, uh, try to get them to understand that concept between you can use your money to buy a video game, provides you short-term fun, fun. good, or uh, going on a a really nice vacation that provides a really nice experience.
1: So I want to deviate once again. One of the things that I've seen is just educating our financial matters and just showing them that. So the reason I'm asking this is because something you just said piqued my interest and really uh, brought me back to some of the conversations I've had with my, is saying the difference between spending twenty dollars in roadblocks, or, bucks or whatever frig it is, versus twenty dollars set it aside so you can buy something in the future. You want the new Xbox? You want the PS Five? You would have saved enough money to get it if you didn't buy all this crappy so like Do you advise your clients on how they can educate their children, or how do you educate your children?
2: My family and I, we're, uh, we're religious, we go to church, so we have this element in, in all this, uh, tithing uh, to our church, setting aside money for our church. Um, whatever uh, that you feel in doing, or, or making donations to foundation and or to a cause that makes sense to you, that betters the world. So you know he has a nice uh, book uh, for kids to teach, help uh, teach kids about saving, spending, and donating. It's not just about saving and spending, but it's about also what your money can do for other people that don't have as much as we have. And we wanna be able to share that with other people. So having them understand uh, the elements of what money can do for you and your family, but what money can do for others is uh, an important element to have your children understand.
0: So going back, you mentioned Pat Flynn earlier. When I first started listening to Pat Flynn, he was um, affiliate marketing. He, he built his whole business with affiliate marketing and he, he taught you how to do it and how to get through it, build your business. So when he first started, he set aside a, a ton of money and sent it to, I forget what country, they were able to build three schools. Yeah. So, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. You know?
1: So is that because he earns much money or is that? Yes. Is uh, it? Yeah. He was doing pretty, fairly well.
2: I mean, philanthropy has been a part of a lot of well-known people in, in history. And that, that named after us as little as we can do is that it teaches kids uh, that there, again, there's value to be had in money that is outside of just your own personal enjoyment.
1: I think educating our kids, and this is my own opinion in educating the kids how, how privileged they are in the situations that we're in, versus there's other people in the in our country in the and just educating them and making them understand that hey listen you're in a position where you're very privileged because of the town you grew up in because of your parents and it's hard work and really you know you get to buy the ps5 you get to get the new xbox you get to buy the newest games, because of your parents and nothing to do with you all you what your parents put in and now you have to put in your work. There is Sal's fucking uh, landline. landline fucking Jesus landline. Jesus Here God. we go. So who Van fucking has a goddamn landline? You know who has a landline? This
0: guy. <laughs> uh, sorry about that.
1: I remember growing up, and I'm sure your parents said this to you, where Italian is, you better finish your freaking meal because in the world you were starving. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was like Heard my mom all the said time. that all the time. All the time. As a parent, you fully understand that statement now. Not that your parents probably did, you do. Because there was no internet back then, think about it, right? So There was,
0: there was no the Google. There was no
1: the Google or the Bing, whatever you want to use. But it's, you know, from, for those of you who use Bing, which is like, you me it's a search engine from Microsoft. Oh. So I educated South. Thanks. <laughs> learned a lot of things tonight i actually saw it on a sitcom line that they were saying oh we're gonna bing that i was like who uses that terminology yeah. Yeah. someone who is sitcom. paying that sitcom to use bing so sorry so go ahead So
0: there, there's a term right uh, fiduciary what is a fiduciary? It, it, it's not a it's not a derogatory here it's no it's not on well, I, I, it's not a derogatory term it's actually it well, ties back to why financial are you making
1: fun of me <laughs>
2: Uh, it, it's an old old term part of uh, um a term that came 15 1600s so whenever it came about well, under the understanding of what a trust is uh, a wealth interest uh instrument uh, of a trust uh, a land trust a family trust whatever it may be but a fiduciary is somebody in a position of high level of um, that puts their client's benefits ahead of their own benefits a benefit a duty of loyalty a duty of care uh, a duty to do good no matter what for their client opposing to what may be better for them there is this concept and an idea that there are these big out there that you can make more money by selling your own product opposing to selling your competing and I as an implicit fiduciary it doesn't matter to me what I sell or, or to be compensated in the same regard I'm not gonna be able to you know, have a sales incentive. I don't have no sales incentive to sell one versus another. So I'm putting my clients' as, uh, what their needs ahead of
1: my own. Okay, that's perfect. So that ties into how does a financial advisor or planner get paid?
2: It really comes in in forms of compensation. It could be a flat fee,
0: brown bag, a, a brown <laughs> bag under the tail. No, the, I'm just kidding. No brown bags. No SEC. We not do brown bags <laughs> <the table. laughs>
2: Now, the, uh, so to, it could be a flat fee for services rendered, depending on the client's complexity, um, to manage the client's assets and, and their financial plan, uh, or commission-based products, or a combination of all three. We can do, uh, it really, again, doesn't matter to us, most comfortable in doing, how complex their situation is, and you know, really what they're looking for from us. So
0: they never actually sign a check paid to their financial advisor. That's
2: what Bernie did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For for those uh, of you who don't know that uh, reference, Bernie Bernie Madoff, big uh, big Ponzi scheme guy. No, you will never, ever, 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 never, ever. So what should people look for in a financial advisor? What characteristics or what, like, if somebody, you know, if a newlywed or or someone was like, hey, let's get a financial planner or we got to get our shit together. What do you, what do they look for? How do they, how do they start their journey on finding someone? We'll give Rich's number at the end of the uh, podcast. 1-800. You can... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, when so many young people don't want to uh,
2: really know where they, where they are from a financial standpoint of view, but they know where they want to go so the the financial advisor helps build out that roadmap you know go left in the road do we go right in the road we have this hazard coming up what what should we do at that time the financial advisor is there as an educator to help guide them through these various financial questions and concerns as their life goes on really just starting at the beginning and understanding that we all want to get to retirement that's one obvious goal another one would be that if you are uh, planning f- to have children to save uh, for, you know, to pay for some form of education, w- what the client's goals are and where they want to go, and then building a plan around that, uh, those ideas.
0: But what does somebody look for in a financial planner? Like what key characteristics. Is
2: someone talking is someone talking with them and understanding them or is somebody talking them and trying to sell them something? Okay. People have this idea of who a salesman is versus somebody that's sitting before them and it's truly an ad for me, or this person just wants to make a few bucks and get out the door. So a
0: fiduciary financial planner is key. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I would I would say that you need to understand of what conflicts your financial
0: advisor have has or does not have. So what advice would you give to newlyweds or new fathers or expecting fathers as far as finances and, and you know, what to expect?
2: You know, I, I, lo- I love the idea of a nice wedding and enjoying it for family and your friends. But there's a, ha- a home that needs to be bought and, and, and built and, and taken care of that wedding. And the wedding sometimes is prohibitively
1: expensive that it doesn't allow for just earlier than later so is that a new jersey thing new Jersey thing or is that like a, <laughs> i know i'm being hundred percent honest like because the amount of money north jersey long island new york spend on weddings is astronomical right in think versus a south jersey wedding i'm just curious if that is something that is regional or is that is that more common
2: i would say it's it's probably say it's definitely more whole soul situations and I mean I don't know exactly what they do in the Dakotas but
0: but it's funny it's funny you say I'm that pretty sure they're not <laughs> the <money. laughs> it's funny you say that because I was having a conversation I think uh, in the process of my wife and I were planning to get married or, or yeah planning to get married and, and, and organizing everything and go wedding halls and and I was talking to this individual happened to be from the, and uh, and I told him you know it's crazy what, what weddings cost and the guy almost fell over. But where uh, the Venetian.
1: All right, never mind. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> you got married at the Venetian, I got married at seasons. Yeah, so okay, so it's literally the same boat. Yeah, so same owner. Cra- so. crazy.
0: Okay. So your advice to, to newlyweds. Yes, it's 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 lovely to have that grand wedding, that Cinderella wedding, but if you can forego it and just make it a little smaller. Save a lot more money and plan for the future with your your other do so. So and, I want and to put helps. this in
1: more perspective. Yeah. Don't be Sal and Rob, yeah. right?
2: And don't be Sal, Rob, and Rich.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Did you did say that. <laughs> Good luck convincing your fiance or future wife. You know what, man? My,
0: my wife and I said so many times if we can do not even so much a destination wedding, but. Even a, a wedding in a in a vineyard you, with the immediate family, <laughs> nice and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we thought about the destination wedding, but it was ended people though they couldn't come. Do you really want just? But for the amount we spent, it probably would have been more more impactful for us to do a donation wedding, because honestly, you think about, you remember everything, that happened that day. Unless, you're like some some people I know who, who drank a lot and ended up forgetting some things, but, sorry, I can't, can't help but laugh. But the reality is if you're in North Jersey, you're spending 50 grand for a very nice wedding in, in a venue that supports that. Or you go to destination wedding. I had a friend who rented out three mansions in North Carolina, I think. Wow. Outer Banks. I probably spent less than we for the Venetian, or he's out these huge mansions, had it catered, and had all his friends and family. It was it was incredible. It was That's a great, great wedding. Idea. Yeah, it was a great wedding. Just finding
2: the balance between wedding cost and and saving for the for maybe is again it's always about balance.
0: So right. So the key takeaway is balance. You know, figure out your lifestyle, a, 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 a balanced lifestyle. You're not you're not partying like a rock star every night or a weekend. You're not wearing uh, you know, Louis Vuitton shoes or you wanna wear Valentino suits. But find that balance. Yeah. So you can live and you can put money away
1: at the same time. Absolutely. Planning for the future. For the future. Is there anything else you want to ask? Uh
0: I don't have anything. Rich, is there anything you'd like to add? Something maybe we didn't cover that you typically get issue from clients or no, I, w- I would
2: just uh, encourage everyone to ensure that they do the two things, uh, control your budget and, and teach your children early about money.
0: That I wish they would do in school is teach our kids how to balance a for the yeah. checkbook. Yeah. Who Which balances is... a
1: checkbook anymore?
0: Uh, well, balance something. Then... Did you
1: have a checkbook? I did. You, you No. Do you? I do because there's that random time. You know where... the only person in my house who has a checkbook is my wife. She balances a checkbook. My wife. I do not. My wife does have finances. So I'm like, I do the finances, but again, I have a spreadsheet that has all that I need in it. So balancing checkbook is it's very outdated. I think it's more of managing your expenses and your net income.
0: Well, I mean, so when I say balance your checkbook, you're balancing your expenses. You're, you're, you're balancing what you're spending versus what you're taking in. So that, that's what I mean by balancing no, check. I,
1: so got I, it. I think
0: that's what they need to teach in school is hey, you're bringing in X. You can't spend Y because you only got X.
1: Well, someone didn't get the Ghost Rider skin because they <laughs> spent Y. They spent Y. So <laughs> Daddy got the Ghost Rider skin because his two favorite comics are Ghost Rider and Wolverine. <laughs> that's great.
0: I think this is a perfect spot to uh, pause so we can do our do tasting. Our bourbon tasting like we did Rich, unless was... you want to add something. No. He's Not looking good. forward to tasting. Yeah, <laughs> looking forward to
1: it. All right. We're pausing. We're pausing.
0: All right, everybody. We are back. What may have seemed to you just seconds was like hours to us. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are tasting Larceny by John E. Fitzgerald. It is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey small batch. Um, it is bottled by Old Fitzgerald Distillery. I did not know that. Did you? No. Nope. That was pretty interesting. Um, it is uh, 92 proof, which is 6% alcohol by volume. The age is unknown. Um, uh, batch size, I do not know. Well, small batch, right? Batch size, small batch?
1: Yeah, it's literally a batch yeah, on it.
0: Small batch. That's the batch size. Uh, (laughs) Mash bill: fifty-one percent corn to to be considered um, a bourbon, but it's a weeded bourbon. It is not made with um, uh, barley or 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 Jesus Christ! I got a brain fart here. What's going on? How many glasses Uh, did you have of that? We're about half bottles. (laughs) I blame you. Uh, Awards: It got the double gold at the SIP Award in two thousand nineteen. What the hell is a SIP Award?
1: Well,
0: New one? Yeah, I've never heard of the Sip Award. Uh, it got the gold in uh, San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Uh, color is, uh, I think you guys can agree with me, honey. Uh, I was the one that pointed that out. It's honey in color. I uh, agree. Price point 27 to $45, depending on where you are. If you're paying $45, I think that is a little pricey. Um, Nose and aroma, the minute I sniffed it, it was <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah. yes, sir.
0: caramel, vanilla, and oak is what I got uh, real strong. As soon as I poured it into you can get the the, the whiff right away. And then you can you can sense the uh, the vanilla and the oak lingering in the background. Uh, tasting notes, we always taste our bourbons neat so we can get the full taste of the bourbon. Um, I, it is a slight burn but smooth because it is a weeded bourbon. Um, and and that's where you get a little bit of sweetness well. Uh, the finish, smooth and sweet. Overall, great tasting. Easy sipper. Uh, I believe it's well balanced. Um, not for, for the price. I, I, I think you can't beat it. For, um, I, I would I would buy this to, to have this, you know. Uh, it's one of the top rated
1: ones that, that I've seen. I've been trying to taste But I think from a rating perspective, we should turn it over to our guest first.
0: Uh, yes, I was going to have him rated. But I was going to say... I, was, I, I used to drink uh, uh, Buffalo Trace. I used to keep a Buffalo Trace just to be my go-to every night during the week or something. I, I, you changing it up? I think I'm going to larceny, Oh, my man. God. I
1: can't believe this. Yeah, I think this I'm going to go to larceny. Around
0: here. So not bad. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to our guest and, and get his uh, perspective on the larceny. And and then we have changed out. It's not not points. So you can you, you can go through your tasting and aroma if you'd like and the fish or you can just give us your ranking, however you choose to uh, partake. No,
2: I, I do agree that it was a uh, very uh, Carrie Vanelli, but I'm getting a little uh, after on the, uh, the empty glass. <laughs> it's we're, we're, we're it's a little your choice. Tobacco.
0: A little Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it, like it's funny you say that because I think nice, that's... calm, quiet say cigar. The tasting notes? Ah, uh, no, actually, no. The aroma it's is, the is uh, so the aroma is butterscotch and toffee, but tobacco. That's and, interesting. That might be the butterscotch and the toffees <laughs> make it make it tobacco smell. But uh, I
2: will do uh, uh, seven and a half barrels on uh
0: seven and a half <clears throat> barrels. Woohoo! All right.
1: The uh, the larceny Very good.
0: So Rob, I think
1: it's. I agree with all your notes. I think um, the non-complex. Bourbon, from my perspective, I think the tasting is is definitely smooth. But I think I'm gonna go with, uh, seven. Seven barrel, I
0: like. I think I am going to join you with the uh, seven barrel, um, and I think this is going to be a um, this is going to be a bottle you're gonna see on my mantle quite often. That's good. I'm you're here. S-
1: I'm here quite often. Okay. Uh, we will enjoy <laughs>
0: larceny quite often. <laughs> It, it, I think this is going to take the place of Buffalo Trace. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, that's. Oh yeah, you're head over heels with oh, Trace. Buffalo Trace. You got a love fest with Buffalo's. <laughs> that so that's our bourbon tasting. I am going to let our guest do the dad lesson.
2: I would say the dad lesson of the the should be to control the budget as as best as you can. Yeah, find a balance between uh, enjoying your life now and saving for tomorrow or, uh, or those emergencies, but also ensuring that we teach our children the value of money and uh, what money can do for our families and for other people.
0: Rich, thank you very much for joining us. And if anybody had any questions or if they'd like to reach out to you for any advice or some guidance, how can they find My office line is 201-383-2277. That's my office line. That-
1: I won't put that in the liner notes. All right. Well,
0: I think that concludes our uh, financial planning interview night. Rich, thank you very much thank for you. coming thank out. I Appreciate it. I know it's arrived. Right. I'm glad you were able to make an in-person interview. Uh, yeah. We had a, we had a good time, Rob.
1: That's a wrap, bitches. <laughs> and we out.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode. If you like what you heard, share with someone you like or maybe dislike. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, iTunes, Podbeam, Google Cast, Pandora, YouTube, your sister's ass, and Spotify. Be sure to smash that subscribe and follow button too. If you have any questions or comments or want to give us some feedback, you can hit us up at theraddadshow at gmail.com.